Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married! Today we're going to be discussing the first of two podcasts where we're going to explore Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy. Yes, Peter said he loved Russian authors, so we chose Anna Karenina because if you look at lists of the greatest romances of all time, it's often on those lists. It's very interesting. So, so maybe we'll talk about that and whether it's romantic This was or written not. in the 1870s, I believe. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. And so um, kind of interested in that. Um, it's after, say, um, Pride and Prejudice and mm-hmm. Jane Eyre. But it's also Russian, so it's a very different cultural, historical mm-hmm. yeah. perspective that, I mean, to be honest, I don't know as much about as I know about England and English history. Mm-hmm. And so part of reading the book is basically trying to figure out what's going on <laughs> and like – yeah what the cultural influences are and what he's exploring because it doesn't just automatically have significance for me because I just don't know the details Mm -hmm. of like 1870 in Russia. Right. Well, it's pre-revolution. Right, yes, But the communists are mentioned. I know, even in the, um, you know, I wonder if is Lenin known at that point? I don't know, but I did read something where one of the characters originally had the name Lenin. Hmm. So I don't know if, hmm. again, Russian history. We needed to study up. Maybe by next week for part two, we'll study up a little so that we right. better understand. I mean, it would also be good if you read, you know, what we agreed to read. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I'll say this now. Anna Karenina is not a book you like want to work 12 hours and then pick it up for a little light reading. It was right. very hard for me um, to to want to read it. Right. And even today, mm-hmm. usually, like I read Pride and Prejudice in two days. Right. Remember, I just sat there and I read it. Right. But this one, it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Like you got to keep all the characters straight, and you got to keep all the little descriptions straight, and figure out what's going on. And yeah, who it is tough going for me. It's I'm interesting. Not lie. At some point today, I open up my good, trusty old Chat GPT because I thought I missed something, and so I asked in part four, chapter four, this happens, and um, how does he know this fact? Because it said that he didn't see anything. And it said, oh, he knew that you're wrong. You misinterpreted it. He didn't know. And I was like, and he goes, but it, and then it said, but if you think that's wrong, let me know. And I said, yes, he said this. And then she said this. <laughs> and he goes, and then ChatGPT in its way said, oh, I am sorry. You are right. He did know. And, <laughs> and maybe Leo Tolstoy wanted to keep that, um, mysterious and maybe let the reader imagine why how he knows (laughs) and then i went back and i read it so there's like a lot there's stuff like that too which is just like it's not i don't know that the plot is like super coherent like there are things that just it doesn't make any sense for those of us who are only in part two you know and then i hate that it seems to be an issue so far for me and then i hate that it's like you know sort of this is makes me feel like i'm like so jerry springer generation but like all the juicy tidbits are all like mentioned buried in like long sentences you know like what's hap- what's actually happening it is right the way and they so, say things and the word choice i was like is this because of the translation I didn't even, impact i didn't even know when the like main character started having like a physical affair you didn't but it's very dramatic i don't have my book with me that's basically where i am right now so where, where she's like on the ground yeah and she can't okay. deal with the shame of it but like you don't it doesn't say that they're like in a state of undress or anything. So I don't really oh, no. know. But it just says that it says something like what they had wanted well, finally I don't know came if she's, to pass. I don't know or if something. she's. Yeah, exactly. That's the sort of like way that it's said. And then I'm like, 
I'm like, what? Am I? Are they sleeping together now? What? What is going on? Yeah, but you know, then at she's first like it feeling wasn't. full of shame. Well, she was feeling full of shame when she was even having thoughts. Of- yeah, but then she got over that and went back to St. Petersburg and was like all hanging out with him. Yeah, so it didn't. I mean, but it- maybe then it was just the idea of it, and she was okay with the idea of the flirtation. But then when they finally did do it, she felt. Yeah. Like that was it was now like for her to decide. Well, who knows? I'm like further along and like at some point. First of all, the cover, I don't know if this cover is supposed to be Anna, but she does not look hot. I'll tell you that. Everyone's making her out to be this like luminous goddess of a woman. Look at the cover. Well, I mean, different taste at different times in different no chance anybody thought that that woman was like well my cover is like a naked woman and it's her knees but it looks like it could be she could be a a, it could be her bottom but you don't see a face or anything it's just like that could be her bottom yeah but it's like her butt (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) because they're like curved in a way but it's i think it's her knees mine is that because i have the print version Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I was reading out of that. Yeah. So, okay. So, before we jump in, um, what do we have today? From Russia with love. From Russia with love. I assume it's vodka. Of course, because it's the only thing that they mention. Well, that's like the not bad. Is it like it's like a mule? It is a mule, but it's a Russian version, or it's an American. Yeah, it's a vodka. The vodka mule. It's like the the first thing that we had, basically. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Although it has your favorite. Elderflower? Yes. Mm, I do love elderflower liqueur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you haven't tried elderflower liqueur, definitely try it. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, you made it a lot further than me. Mm-hmm. I was, re- I mean, I was ready to give up. I was like, I'm let's 50, just read something I'm 50% out. in. I'm 50% in. That's where I said we would be. And I said we needed two weeks, and you're the one who said... But we need to read half That's why in we're a doing week. two weeks. I know. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have started it yet if we had put it for two weeks. Exactly. So good thing I at least started it now. Exactly. Um, but I would be okay not finishing it, to be honest. I mean, I've read it. It's just, it was like 20 years ago. So I just don't, re- I don't remember much. Well, it really didn't affect you, did it? I would think something like this would affect you. It certainly is affecting me. Not oh, in, it is? Well, not in a pleasant way. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's so, ter- it's tragic and right. sad and everyone's sad and like not mm-hmm. very, like people aren't happy and it's right. like the opposite of a romance novel to me, to be honest, at this point in it. I mean, I get that there's this passionate affair between the main characters, but. Mm-hmm. Well, it does t- touch on a number of things that we've been talking about that have to do with romance. So I can understand how they would say that. And I'm already beginning to see the redemption arc that's going to come in to play. For the main, the co- the other main character. Yeah, well, it's obviously, yeah, of course. But it's not Levin. I mean, I guess Levin's supposed to be this good character, but he is, he is not that likable. <laughs> He's a little bit of moralistic. Well, I think they think that's a good thing. I mean, it's everything he does seems. Yeah, like I read. Thing. Did you read the intro, like the preface? Okay, so Henry. J- that's what I was thinking. I was thinking Henry James was a contemporary of Leo Tolstoy. They have very similar sort of like psychological approaches. Like everything is about every aspect of their like psyche Ugh. as they're going through these. Tell me about it. And I'm just like oh, I can't even. And I did rather enjoy the whole part about like agriculture and the surf. Did you? Did you find that? I did. I did like it because there is there are some parts where they're really like talking about how labor's so good and how how Levin's like so happy to turn his mind off. They actually talk about that. Mm-hmm. And like I've got some quotes in there. We can go through it next time. But like. Well, the preface, but, they, but th- that kind of stuff is really interesting to me. At the same time, of course, you know, the main thrust of the novel is just the depravity in in Ugh. elite society of I know of Russia, well, and you see why enjoyable. they were like, you know, 
why they killed the royal family and revolted, you know? Yeah, in the preface it said that Levin is the most autobiographical character that Tolstoy ever wrote. Like he saw himself. Is, is Tolstoy in, was Tolstoy a uh, aristocrat? Similar to Levin. However, whatever Levin's status in society is, that's what that that it actually said that in the intro to my book that their their status match. And then it had this weird line about how they both love the peasants. And I was like, I, don't, I mean, should you really be yeah, saying that? Yeah, he was that? an aristocrat. But, like, he valued, like, the so the workers. I just asked, you know, chat GPT. Chat, chat GPT. Oh, so now you don't even Google, you just chat GPT. No, I still Google. Okay. It's not, <laughs> it's not quite always right. Yeah. Um, yes, Leo Tolstoy was born to an aristocratic family in Russia. He was born on September 9th. 1828 into a noble, the noble Tolstoy family, which held a prominent position in Russian society. Tolstoy's upbringing and social background as a member of the nobility had significant influence on his perspective and understanding of the social dynamics and class structure depicted in his works, including Anna Karenina and War and Peace. Despite his aristocratic origins, Tolstoy later developed critical views of the aristocracy and the social order expressing a strong interest in the lives of common people and advocating for social and political reforms it's very interesting um i highlighted some uh native peoples there there's some debate about um forget what they call it like the basically the expulsion of native native peoples from their lands that becomes something that they talk about i definitely don't remember that and you know I'm very into the people of Yakutia. You know, I follow those Oh, YouTube. and so were you thinking perhaps Of course I was some... thinking about the Yakutians. The poor Yakutians, they're like sent to die in the Ukraine on one of, you know, on Putin's terrible war. Oh, they are? They're like oh, fighting course. in the war, the Yakutians? Yeah, they're, they're conscripting all those How do you know lands. this? Because it it was in the news, and any time Yakutia or the Siberian indigenous people are brought up, I... Do you have a Google alert for the Siberian indigenous no. people? No, but it... How does Google it come knows, up for you? Well, Literally, that will never... That has well, never... Google knows that I care about Yakutia, so I get I do get news stories oh, about it, the Yakutians. it comes up on your feed. Yeah, from time to time. Hmm. So... I did think about that, and I thought about your peoples. You know, it's very similar. That's you know, that, that is uh, a major theme of this is like sort of empire and imperialism and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so you've got St. Petersburg, and you've got this like depraved society, and you've got this question about whether people are going to be religious or not. Yeah, yeah, and, that has already And that's come really up. kind of interesting. Um Um, and, and, you know, what it's, what romance is, because at the root of what's going on in Anna Karenina is really at the root of the struggles between pre and post Christian society in America, especially with regard to the family. Is it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you were to take a modern just a modern, materialist, humanistic point of view, mm-hmm. which is what most modern Americans subscribe to, whether they would say that they do or not. If you took that perspective, Anna Karenina is blameless in her love for Vronsky. She's totally blameless. And in fact, she should be lauded for pursuing what her heart desires. Well, what's the problem with that outlook? Ashley, I'll turn it over to you. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you have much to say about what the problem with that outlook no, is. No, I want to um, hear it from you. I want to hear what you think because this is a powerful exposition of, even at a time, you know, Going away from the patriarchy, like the patriarchy was built to control women. Mm-hmm. And she says, nope, I'm not having it. My heart wants what my heart wants. And I'm pursuing it at all costs. 
She gives almost everything up. Yeah, but I haven't really gotten to that because right now I mean, I'm the, just in a moment where she's feeling really bad. I don't have to she's read really, a lot of cr- critical theory to know that there are tomes of feminist um, literature out there lauding Anna Karenina for her choice. Did what you she's doing. find that out? No, but I'm sure I can ask Chad But it's TPT. so sad and it's so tragic. Well, that's it's what the, society does to people who choose to discard the dominant structures that they're in. Yeah, of course. But I, I don't think I don't think modern feminists would think her bad. They would think her heroic. But she's not depicted in a heroic way. Yeah, it's sad. It's tragic. It's tragic. I mean, I I, I don't think feminists would believe that Tolstoy believes she was heroic. I think feminists would believe that she is heroic for what she did. And you don't think you don't think there's literature out there. Probably, I guess that there's got to be. Shouldn't be stuck in this marriage. That's like a. She never loved him, right? He didn't love her. He's not a. He's not that interesting of a person. I mean, he's not a. Yeah, I thought he he was worse. So that's why I'm like, does he turn worse throughout the novel? Because at this point, he's not. But I thought I remembered him being like a bad guy. Well, it gets complicated, and that'll be interesting when you get to that part. I'd like to talk to you about that a little bit more. I mean, I, I'm not going to ruin anything. You've no, already, I mean, I've read it. Read I just it. and I know how it ends up. So, and I, so there is this thing that happens at first where, so she she has this affair, and she finally just can't stand it anymore. And she tells um, Alexi, her husband, that. Um, She's having an affair and that she doesn't love him. She loves Vronsky. And uh, then he is so angry with her that he says, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm pious. And he actually, you know, he goes through this thought process. He, he knows he's not pious, but he's like, it'll mm-hmm. look like I'm pious. I'll say, I'm giving you another chance. You just can't see him anymore and all norms of propriety – need to be followed and she says no no no, i can't do that and he goes well outwardly you you're gonna have to try that he can't come to the house he's I right mean, you can do what it, what you want but you're gonna put the- but you're gonna you're not gonna disgrace me and basically his goal is to keep her under his thumb right because he doesn't because he actually goes through the thought process saying well if i were to cut this off with her She'd basically get everything she wants. And I'm the only one who's left looking like a, a chump, you know? Yeah. And so that's that's kind of terrible. That's, I mean, I understand him. I also understand his, like, desire. And, and he's not – Tolstoy is not unsympathetic to him. There are times when – he does this a lot with the male characters. They turn stony, and the women interpret that as like them not feeling, but they're actually feeling something. And yeah, they're, and they're like, they're trying to to keep their composure. Right. Or, you know, at one point, Vronsky's thinking, "Oh God, I'm going to have to duel this guy. I might die over this. Like, I don't want to duel." And neither does Alexi. Both of them are just cowards, basically. Yeah. And they're both like. Well, we don't want to die over this. This is, you know, we got good lives. You know, in the, in the end, they're they're the rich. They're the yeah, elite. they're nobody their, wants to right. get shot over this ridiculousness. Um, so there is the question. You know, it, I, I am sympathetic to him. He he seems like sort of a sanctimonious, mm-hmm. very clever. They they say he's always sarcastic, and he's sarcastic even to her. You you see that in in action. It's not just said about him, but you see it in action. Like somebody who always answers sarcastically. Yeah. It's hard to be around, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's him. Um, he's not good looking. He's ugly. You know, they say that his ears are all weird and they say that Well, over and she over. says that well, from her perspective. He's not a striking Now figure. that he's met, she's met he seems, he seems. He seems not... Not particularly masculine, just sort but of. But I read that as like her effeminate. defending in her mind her choice, her desire to be with Vronsky, like 
her meeting Vronsky and suddenly, now again, I haven't read enough to know since I'm behind. But they've, they describe him. He does not like, seem, he just seems like um, sort of like a uh, a very delicate man. And that's not attractive. To you, but that's not fair. I mean, and that, that's the way Leo depicts it. Just read it and then you'll you'll tell me whether you agree with me. I think he's depicted as not particularly attractive. Okay. I mean, I haven't not seen that unattractive, yet, but, but between that and his... His, uh, between that and his personality, he's just not an attractive person. Um, although he's very clever and very good at his bureaucrat job, whatever that bureaucrat job is, which I don't really understand. No, but that's, um, I mean, we'd have to understand more. It's like about on what some big, count, some yeah. important council. Yeah. Um, and it shows him being clever and like winning debates. Mm-hmm. And him always wanting to engage members. in the debates. That already happened. Um, once and they talked a lot about that with him and then well Levin is also that way Levin is very he debates with everybody through the whole thing he's just very difficult and uh now but let me do are there is there anything you like about Levin well I mean his desire to be simple to have a simple life and sort of give up the trappings of ridiculous society. I'm very sympathetic to that. I mean, obviously, I even think now, like the trappings of yeah. our lives in Naples, Florida, it's oftentimes yeah. seems ridiculous to me. Right. I mean, you know, and I'm also traveling. I'm traveling good into the person. developing world where people like don't actually have enough right. to eat. And then I think about my world and what I care about and what I'm. And even, I, I mean, I'm concerned about my reputation. You know, I talk about it regularly. I know, yeah. And it's so stupid. And I wish I wasn't like but that. You're but like, I'm you like you don't want to be like that and you're aware of it. So I'm not going to lie. But I that's saw what a Levin's little like. bit of you being similar to Levin. <laughs> I like how you're being like cautious <laughs> about this. Not going to lie. I, there are a little, there's a little bit. Of you that I definitely, as I was reading, I was like, oh. How so? Describe those things. This desire to be, like this desire to be a good person and like the questioning of what that means to be a good person. Mm-hmm. The like. Very counterculture, yeah. I'm, yeah, like the desire to reject if anything, the way everyone If anything is popular, I've got to reject yeah, it. Yeah, and there's like a, the <laughs> idea that that is better, you know, to do that. Like there's a little bit of that. And just like a, you like question i mean he wants to live a simple life but he also questions everything and has to like think deeply about everything he can't just he can't just be like okay i'm just gonna live a simple life and this is what it's gonna be no he's gonna like well at some point he's gonna start he's gonna start like imagining that maybe he could marry a a peasant (laughs) (laughs) and then he and then he comes out of it and he's sort of like oh maybe i can't maybe this is not gonna work um and so i see it's leading back i mean i i Assume he's going to end up with Kitty, even though Kitty rejected him the first time. Um, he's probably going to. He's probably going to have his his, his redemption. Life. Yeah. Um, but it won't be simple because no, he's be he's already simple. he's already realizing. I mean, there there there's something to be said for simplicity. And, and, you know, even in the Bible, they say, you know, you should be childlike in your faith and in your, in, in your knowledge of, of evil things, you should be sort of innocent. And, but that doesn't mean you should be simple. You know, it really doesn't. And I think he's got those mixed up and that's the, and I often am the same way. I often like want to oversimplify my life and it's it's not possible i think we talked about voltaire last time i was seeing this is kind of connected to last week when we talked same about idea, that like, idea you know you at a certain point you want it to be simpler because you know, life is complicated and mm-hmm. that makes it not very easy sometimes and your emotions are complicated like your emotions are all twisted up poor poor leaven is like 
he's know, a mu- I mean, it's he's like so, so there's no room and he's for like him so hurt to be able to be that way because yeah, he he's like not goes, supposed to be. He like works up all his courage oh, and just runs know, away, but hurt. He's like so sad about it. <laughs> and I get it. Yeah, yeah, he was, it was terrible. At, at some point, they start showing off his muscles. So I liked that about him. <laughs> he's like in society and he's like flexing his bicep for, for other people in society. It's so funny. So, um, hmm. so then are you enjoying reading it? I am. I wish I could take more time with it. You know, like I'm. Well, we could extend it. We could have... No, we can't have four weeks of anachron. We I'm could. Gonna, yeah, we can, we can do it. <laughs> I mean, Nobody's listening to this. Let's be honest. Like, last week we tried to get people to Hey, but you know us, what? And it nobody might be emailed. Out there. I get it. It's, a, it's annoying to have to go comment. But if you're listening, <laughs> say hi. <laughs> Only um, take a minute. So, I mean, the one of the major themes, of course, is marriage. Mm-hmm. And you know we open this podcast. I'm Peter. I'm Ashley. We're, and married. we're married. Don't you think marriage is just an antiquated vestige of the patriarchy? Well, when it's enacted the way it's enacted in anachronism, what about modern marriage? I don't think it has to be. Because That's not, that marriage, wasn't what my question was. No, I don't think it is. Fine. I won't, I like being married. You do? I do. Talk to me about that. It's a partnership. That's yeah. the difference. Women are allowed to be their full selves in marriage when they are. I'm not saying that's always true. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be like what the other person in the relationship says you have to be. There's a great line. It's about, it's a ways in. It's in the middle somewhere. And Vronsky's talking to a general that he, like, really admires. You know, somebody who's been very successful. And the guy goes, um, I think you've been with many more women than I have. And... And he goes, but I'll tell you, being married, you know women better than if you're with a thousand of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's very true. Well, when you are like, I mean, you when you be have married a deep, and not know when you have, when a, you have deep, a deep relationship right. with someone. Yes. You get to know. I mean, look, the same is true. Even if you've got a shallow marriage relationship, you still get to know women better in a shallow marriage if you relationship. you pay attention. Then you would. Well, what makes you think people are paying attention with a bunch of one-night well, stands? I, well, I guess They're what I would say is not. marriage doesn't actually mean you know much. Because think about it. That was the thing that came up with Alexi. Like, it was like a big deal for him to actually think about Anna and what she might be feeling or when the other people started whispering about her and Vronsky. And so then he was like, I have to deal with it. Not because he noticed, but because they said something. And he, it was like, he had to have conscious thought to be like, oh, what could this be about? I haven't really thought about her. Mm -hmm. I'm going to think about her. And that was like a novelty for him to think about her. So why have marriage then? Because if, it doesn't have can, to be like that. If they can be just as shallow, why have marriage? Why, it, why not just be together and be together for as long as you want to be together? Well, people can do that. So why do you? But like I want marriage? to be with you forever. I mean, I can get divorced tomorrow if I feel like it. Yeah, but you don't feel like it. Well, I mean, what's the point? It says that there's like a commitment. There's something more that you're like aspiring to in your relationship. That it's not just what what more. I, I can tell you, I am committed to the relationship. Why why do you need why do I don't you need know. to be it's married? It's a pledge, like it's a promise. What if I pledged or promise to be with you if always? Would that be enough? 
No. Not Why not? for me because I wanted to get married. Why? For some people it would be enough and it would be fine. Why? You don't like me pushing you. I this, don't. Do you? you are just pushing, pushing, pushing on a day when I have only read a third of what we're supposed to have read. It's um, also because it's a covenant with God. That's why. That's the answer. That's your answer. Well, I could have said it's that. your answer too. It ought to be. Said that, but. I mean, it's part of our religion. It's what we believe. We believe in a in a spiritual realm that's bigger than the material. But like in Anna Karenina, I mean, I guess it comes up, but a lot of the marriages, at least they don't, that doesn't seem like why people are getting married. Although there, you're seeing some evidence that it will, I mean, I don't know that it's going to come out like, that it's going to have a stance necessarily, but it is certainly something that's playing a big role throughout these questions about marriage. Like, Alexi is using it, but is using like sanctimonious talk is sort of like using this religious talk to talk about what looks good for appearances, but obviously does not have a heart Mm -hmm. to do what is right. Um, He's he's doing the right things for the wrong reasons, which is really bad. That's like using the church to hurt people, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, that's the sort of thing that causes somebody to, like, stop believing because they say, oh, that's what religion is. It's just a way to hurt me, you know? Um, And then you've got Levin who seems like he's he's trying to find a moral philosophy that fits. Yeah. yeah. And he's so, so who knows what will come of that? And – um. And the, and I'm at the point where um, they're actually talking about divorce. He's trying to get – Alexi's trying to get a divorce because that's what happens later on. Like first he tries to use the church to keep her under his thumb and then she just doesn't even listen to his like one um, – one desire, which is to keep up appearances. She yeah, just, she like, just throws it, it out the okay. window. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't tell how much time is passing. I guess probably lots of time is passing, but it seems like it's right away. And so mm-hmm. she just didn't do it. And then he's like searching. But then he is like, talking to the lawyer, but he has to do it within the dictates of the church, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I'm guessing it must be the Orthodox Church, I right? I think so, yeah. The Russian Orthodox mm-hmm. Church. I mean, it's 1870. Yeah, so by then, it's the Russian Orthodox Church, which I, I'm guessing – divorces like the catholic church i would assume it's pretty strict like not which is very hard and the lawyers like telling him like love letters aren't enough we need to catch her in the act of infidelity and then there's this like whole scene where he's like i don't know what's going to happen that's actually where i am right now i don't know what he's going to decide um and then you've got this i mean it starts off with What's his name? The guy and Dolly. Yeah, Stefan or Stefan. Yeah, Stefan with right. He's cheating on Dolly with the governess, and so that's happening. And then she finds out and is mad, but then she forgives him. Basically, yeah, gives him another chance. But then they're miserable, or she is miserable. Well, it's interesting. You'll see this whole scene where she is talking to Alexi. There's a whole scene where she is like, you need to try to forgive. And and he's just too proud or just doesn't feel that it's appropriate to tell her. Like he does finally tell her. He's like, She's she's unrepentant. What how can I Right, how how can can I forgive forgive her? Who doesn't who doesn't doesn't want to like doesn't think it's wrong, just keeps on wanting to do that. That's what's really interesting. She's she is just following her heart. And to me what that says to me is that he's showing how the heart is not enough. In there, our society, you know, feelings aren't facts as the recovery people would say. Your feelings are 
not predictable. They're mm-hmm. not trustworthy. I mean, you can get some some I don't know, some semblance of like right and wrong and you you should follow your feelings to some extent, but like they have to be accompanied by something else. Anna Karenina is just unmoored from but any sense at this of point. obligation In the beginning, and duty. She's not. And there's this whole oh you should love you should listen to this. There's this whole part where they talk about women's rights, which is very interesting. And then they talk about women's duties and the differences between rights and duties. And I find that fascinating. I'll have to get to that part. Well, what would you say is the difference between a right and a duty? Or do you even believe in duties? I mean, I probably believe in duties because you make commitments and you yeah. need to follow through. And I would think you did. Yeah. I mean, I certainly in my own life do. So, right. yeah, I think society doesn't work if people don't, like, mm-hmm. have some sense of duty um, right, and responsibility. Uh, but it's also hard. It's a weird time because if you think about it, like, women didn't have a lot of rights either at that time. No. And so, like, could you – like, there wasn't a lot of room for women to act. Yeah. And so how do you balance that? And I mean, I guess because it would be easy to say, oh, well, she should have just not done any of this. Um, well, I mean, it's sort of like the question, you know, um, I think it's got to be a little bit of both. And yeah. that's what we started with in the beginning. You know, there is following the heart, but then there's – we're – we're not animals. Well, that's we why you, just you've gotten further. So she's like really embraced it. Because like I said, I've only gotten to the part where she finally does mm-hmm. act on her feelings for Vronsky. And she's very upset. But before that, there's actually a line. And of course, I thought of you because you always say it. Where she is like actually identifying like the battle between her feelings and her reason. And mm-hmm. how her heart and her reason are in are opposing each other. I didn't notice that. Yeah, and so I thought, well, I did because you always talk about that. And Mm so as soon as he he wrote, you know, her reason, I'm like, oh, this is like a Peter thing. Hmm. Um, And so I didn't notice. (laughs) I'll find it for you and show you. But I'm saying so, like, she was there in the beginning. Was like this, yeah, recognition by the end. She's just. I mean, she's given so much up at that point. She doesn't have any way to reel it back in. I don't think. Because she only has him now. At that, at I some mean, because point, even but. in the moment when they finally do, I'm assuming they, you know, make love or something, because it doesn't say that yeah. directly. Well, she's like on the floor. And so I figure at that point, that's the closest. And then we're he covers get. her in kisses. So I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. And she says, in that moment, that's the first time she's like, I he is the only person she has. Right. She has nothing now that she has made the choice to act right. with him. So even then, even though at that point when I read it, I'm like, well, you don't. I mean, you still have all of these other people, but you're now. But she sees it as, or Tolstoy is writing it as, once she did that, she has only him. Well, well, and no I mean, one else. I mean, that is the way it is. And I guess, I guess that's, you know, uh, in some sense, it's an argument for women's liberation because nobody should. It's it's not fair that a man can do it and yeah. and be just fine. Yeah, and a woman does it, and she immediately it's is severely like punished out. by her husband, and then like sort of has no recourse. You know, right? Like she's at the whim of her husband, where the husband did the exact same thing in the beginning, and. And there's not much Nothing. that and happens. And everyone is just I mean, telling the wife to forgive him. Well, yeah. I mean, they're Although just, he does go and apologize, even though it's kind of fake. But he does. Well, and then he doesn't persist in it, which I guess is... Right. You know, as far as I can tell, he doesn't persist uh, in no. it. No. I mean, well, she does say, Dolly does say that he's never home and it seems like there's no money. Well, so there's, there's that- evidence that he still is, but he doesn't, like, say he can't resist. And then there's also... Yeah. So that's true. And then there's also, you know, Anna by and I'm only halfway through. She's already um doubting Vronsky. She's Well, that's the other piece that we haven't talked about. Like he is depicted as like not deeply like emotionally engaged to me. With 
Anna, he is. He's like has a singular goal. I know to win he her says over. that, but like his whole up until then, like when we first meet him, yes. it's depicted that oh, that's not how he is, and he doesn't have oh, these deep. A, there's a point he's where he's like self-serving. Oh, there's this great line of passages, and I've highlighted. We'll we'll read them next time, but it's like they talk about his philosophy in life, and he's just. He's just a monster. Yeah, like well, that's what I mean. So that's what I was going to ask you because, like, even though he's saying, oh, you're the only one, I love you so much, there's no one, but is it true? I haven't I, I read enough because I don't believe it still. Was it Was it Vronsky whose mother Had a was bunch fooling of, around? Yeah, and so he has, so, like, all these, yeah. like, traumas from his childhood. So I think that's, like, a big thing. Because then his dad died it. or something? Because then he was remember. sent to, like, the – the military school. I yeah, looked up that I note because I wanted to know because that was where they like reveal his backstory. Yeah, yeah. And his backstory to me suggested that he had no value placed on like a commitment to a woman. Oh, and he says that. There's a whole part where he's talking about how these people who think marriage is like the goal or something or this idea of promising yourself to one person. Yeah, he's he's a deeply wounded person who has is not even conscious of his own worldview is like to keep him from being in a vulnerable situation. It's what it seems like to me. You'll see there's a point where like the narrator talks about what his worldview, what principles he stands by and what principles he just sort of lets go. It's like, Oh my God, he's a monster. (laughs) But that's what I mean. Like even from the beginning, I'm like, he's not good. Like we are shown that he is not good. Right. He's willing. He's, he's willing like, to play with kitties, he, and he's willing to put on a, fa- a facade yeah. because he is really concerned with himself. And mm-hmm. this idea that you would be concerned about others before yourself, he doesn't even believe that that's. Yeah, there's no way like, that anything between him and Anna can end well. It's going to be very. That's very what bad. I mean. Like he's set up from the beginning, so I don't believe. Him but but when she's he says also she's also a disaster. I mean, she's also. I mean. I have some sympathy because she's not the most powerful in the most powerful position. Right. But and she's in a loveless marriage. Um I mean still I don't know. I, I mean there's you know me. When there are kids involved. It's oh, I know. We haven't even talked me. about that because He's that's got, super she, hard. She's and got she has an a eight year old son and it's just the worst. And and so that whole thing is just like I can't, I can hardly read it. <laughs> it's terrible. They, they both hate the child because he's the result of their union. It is the worst. Actually, she says she loves him, yeah, deeply, but she's going to give him up. That's what she says she's going to do. Well, uh, Ronsky's already pushing for it. Let's run away together. Yeah. Get, get rid of your son. Yeah. I mean, he's already, it's terrible. So, um, that's Anna Karenina in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it's super romantic. Um, super um, fun and interesting to read. I mean, it's interesting. I'll give it that. Even as I didn't really want to read it, to be honest, this week. I'm really busy. It's hard mm-hmm. to dive into Anna Karenina. It is interesting. Like, the writing is interesting. And just when I'm like, oh, I can't, he'll write something that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or that's kind of, like, makes me You know what this says to me? It says that real romance. You know how I talk about, like, things aren't very depicted very real or very truly in romance novels? Real romance is not very romantic. This isn't, is this real romance? Why is this I think it's real? closer to real romance but than why anything is this, we read. This isn't like our romance. I think it is. I think if we take a broader view of everything that goes into what being romance is. No. Because we've talked about it being family. We talked about marriage being a covenant with God. We've talked about, I mean, and none of these things are sexy or particularly romantic. <laughs> Let's be honest. All those things, if we were to take a broader view, this isn't this wasn't written to be a romance novel, let's be honest. Oh no. It was written to be a novel about society in eighteen seventies Russia, right? Right. And so 
they're taking a broader view. It has centrally some relationships, some romantic relationships as central. I mean, they show maybe even more than Jane Eyre and Pride and Prejudice in terms of like actual things happening between people. Like you don't even see them kissing in some of those novels, right? right? Well, in Jane Eyre you do. But like very minimally. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, I think as a – if you took a broader view – I think a lot of what goes into romance is not very romantic is all. You know, I think I think your life can be very romantic, but I think things like happily ever after aren't that romantic necessarily. How, but it is romantic. It is romantic. It doesn't mean that every moment is romantic, but it's it's not like this novel. Well, this just doesn't show those emotional parts that much. And it doesn't show yet a relationship that is like But it does show fully... it does show it doesn't show for propriety's sake sex no, or, but it doesn't... or deep or deep physical attraction. It doesn't show that. But you get the sense that Well, you get the sense that Vronsky and Anna are, are like, like super, super attractive. attractive. From the moment they see each right. other, they are like drawn to each other. And you get the sense that Anna's like more attractive than most other women. Because when she's dancing in society, like everyone notices her. Right. Yeah, there's something about her spirit that lights her up. Yeah. That's what they Well, do. but that's what I'm talking about. See, that's an exact example of what I'm talking about. They're not really playing on what us modern materialists, you know, oversexed 20th, you know, late but post I'm talking Christian about that. People. I'm talking about it doesn't create, there's no healthy relationship in this book so far and what I've read. There's no healthy romance. There's no romance that makes the people better people. There's no romance where they're growing together into the best versions of themselves. There's no. Well, I mean, it's. There's the bud, there's what could become a relationship, which is Kitty and Vronsky, and they're trying to push them back together. Kitty they're, and Vronsky or Kitty and Levin? Kitty and Levin. Yeah, because Vronsky, there's no chance. Right. Levin, yeah, Levin, Kitty and Levin, I guess, has the potential. Right. And, and, and Kitty is sympathetic. I mean, she's I not mean, particularly interesting at this point. You but. thought I was cute, but my nose was too big. So, you know... When you first saw me, but then you grew to, uh, you know, you grew like into me. it. And I, I grew into it, but I grew to like you, and I because you, like I, I don't know. I disagree, but I don't know exactly why I disagree with you. I definitely don't think that Anna Karenina but, is like. Let's just say real I, romance. Let's say I had asked you out sophomore year. I would have said yes, said, and you and you said no. But I would have said yes. My sophomore year, the new kid from Wisconsin. Yeah, but I did like when you would draw little arrows through my Karopis, even in 10th grade. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, even if you did uh, spurn me, <laughs> um, you know, and I came back and then asked you out and then you gave me the time of day. Um that would be romantic, and that's that would be, not, and so maybe not too different. But you from, have to understand where I am in the novel. He's just holed up on his estate or whatever. Yes, like, he is very wounded, and there's no, and she's like getting doctors to see her because she's just can't even get up or whatever because of Vronsky. You, you wounded me by doing things to me, and you wounded me too. We wound yes. each other. But the point so maybe, is but, that you did. Okay, so that's fine. Maybe Levin and Kitty will show us something about what real romance and like a real romantic life is. But right now I'm very f- near the beginning, and mm-hmm. so I see how they might. Mm-hmm. But so far, I mean, again, I, I have only read 100-something, 150-something pages. Um, right. So right now for me, the idea that this is really what romance is or really what the romantic life think, is. like, But I think 
I think Levin, like looking, thinking he wants to be with a, a peasant, I think is a great. But I haven't gotten to that. This is, that is why if, if he wasn't thinking about marrying a peasant, it probably wouldn't be a romance novel. I think that is the key to why this is a romance novel. So you think it's not because people say, oh, it has because, Anna Karenina because, in it, and she has this relationship with Vronsky. Oh, clearly not. Who's going to be inspired by the relationship that's Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just... I mean, nobody calls Romeo and Juliet a romance. People will put it on list. It's not, though. It's ridiculous not to by say your, it is. Yes, I know. I mean, it's not... It's not doesn't give you any sense of like what would work in romance. It just right. they just kill themselves. Right. So that's not really aspirational, if you will. Right. Um but this but it could be because he started looking at that and he sort of I I'm at I'm past the point where he was sort of thinking it. He was like sort of entertaining the idea. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, it's not going to work. It's, I'm I'm in a different station. What what am I going to talk to these people about? How is this going to like? He likes the idea. He he's sort of infatuated with the idea, but he is able to identify the difference between infatuation and true love. And I think in that sense, that is something we haven't seen. Hmm. Interesting. Is yeah, sort of I like mean- knowing the difference, and I think that is key to knowing the difference between. A hookup and a true romance in modern society is being able to identify what is infatuation and what is true love. That's that's interesting. I'll have to catch up to you so that I have read that part so I can comment. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe you have something. Well, we haven't talked about it on this podcast yet, and I don't think I can't think of a book where that happened where somebody well, no, was because infatu- there typically aren't multiple. Well, was somebody infatuated with somebody else? I don't know. Well, I've definitely read things like that where they think that it's this person, but then it's really this person that's right for them. I have. I'm not sure we have read that yet. I don't think But I I've definitely and read we haven't even like that. we haven't even read it. I'm trying to think Jane Eyre, Pride and Prejudice. No. I don't think there's any infatuations. Like when No, there was because Lizzie was infatuated with like the bad guy. Yeah, but it's not it's not the guy who's going to find true romance. It's not somebody who's identi- I mean, Lizzie just Lizzie's like Anna Karenina. She just makes big mistakes and ruins her life. But Lizzie doesn't. Oh, Lizzie's Wait, Lizzie. Remember Lizzie is the one that marries not the sister. Darcy. Not the sister. Who yet. runs away with the Actually runs military. away, but Lizzie at first likes that guy. And then realizes that he's not a good but guy. But I don't think she was infatuated with him. She but she thought he was a good person. I guess she thought he was good and she would marry him. But like the feelings were even less pronounced in right. that book than they are in this book. Like one. this one is actually like they have romantic feelings. They like do. they do think it's going to. And you see that in, in Vronsky and Kitty in the beginning too. Because – Kitty thinks Vronsky's going to propose But to he her. already knew he wasn't. That's I what know. I mean. So how can we trust but, anything good of him? But, I mean, that is kind of an interesting yeah. idea. And I think that that's, I think that that's something that could be useful in our oversexed culture. You know, obviously, knowing what is titillation and what is true passion in a more like hmm. noble sense maybe i mean it's written in 1870 so i don't know we'll see humans are humans more. humans 2000 years ago had to deal with this i know but hopefully women are in a different place than they were in 1870 well i i think that's how we should conclude this i am very interested in your thinking like and, and that's where we began it you're thinking on the idea that, like, we've talked about it not real deeply, but love was not a thing in marriage until the last few generations. Like, it was about practical consider- consideration. But you see it starting to be actually in this book. They even talk about that. They talk about but this they, idea that marriages sort of are just arranged and. 
But should it be something else? Should it only it's be the young people is. who get to decide who they marry because they have feelings for them? And the older generation is like not for it. They think it's like a bad idea. Yeah, her but only yet, defense. It's starting to maybe shift a little toward this idea that it shouldn't may always be the parents. But Anna, all she th- says, that's her only defense over and over. But I love him so much and I can't change who I love. And I, who, you want me to be in a loveless marriage? Like, don't you want me to be Right, but that's like love? a new idea. That's how she justifies it to herself. You should be Well, it's love. treated in such a negative light. Well, but in a way, it's a justification that is like, it is hard for me to come too hard on her because it is true. Like, why should she have to be with someone she doesn't love? Why should she have to do that? And you know that there were so few rights. Like, we're not, you know, we don't live a life now where you have to do that. It's so hard to condemn her, although he is a master because you condemn her too. Let's be honest. You yeah, do. Well, that's you also don't because want she to. Has a, well, two things. She has a son, and I don't like Vronsky, and I don't trust Vronsky. So I'm like, she's making a bad choice because I don't trust him already, and I'm only read 159 pages. So why would you throw away everything for this? Like, don't you think that everybody's making a bad choice because nobody's perfect? No matter who you love, that person's not perfect. Not perfect, but they don't have to be like. I'm not sure he has morals. We'll see. He's got principles. He's got a terrible set you, of them. You said they're bad. He's got a sociopath so set of principles. That's what I mean. Like, so I'm, I'm not everyone's that bad. It's true. And he like pursued her. I know. She packed up and left. I know. Yeah, there's so many good. So, like, passages. in a way, he seduced her. We'll choose two passages. To conclude. Yo, you want me to? Yeah, just choose one or two. Not a lot. Okay. I don't know how you'll choose, but. Um, I mean, I only underlined like three things. So. But I didn't even bring them with me, so. I want to find the passage where you're talking about Vronsky. Oh, I'll stop with this, I guess. This is just terrible. I can't even read it. I'm not going to read it. Why? It's about the, it's about the sun. Oh, okay, it's just we'll save. Heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking. I can't read it. I, who wants to read that? Nobody okay, wants to read it. Okay, we'll continue that. next week. We'll, we'll give us some time to process the book and finish it so you can see where it ends up, which is nowhere good. Um, well, uh, let me find a, a passage. Um, how do you like this as a last passage? Um, and here's my opinion for you. Women are the chief stumbling block in a man's career. It's hard to love a woman and do anything. There's only one way of having love conveniently without its being a hindrance. That's marriage. How am I to tell you what I mean? Said Sepulhoski, <laughs> who likes smiles. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes. Just as you can only carry a fardo and do something with your hands when the fardo is tied to your back, and that's marriage. That's what I felt when I was married. My hands were suddenly free, set free but to drag that fardo about with you without marriage, your hands will always be so full that you can do nothing. Look at Mazankov and Krupov. They've ruined their careers for the sake of women. That's, that's that part where he's like talking to, her, talking to Vronsky and saying, if you're married, you know women better than mm. if you're... Yeah, because what, you can just women. put them off to the side because then you can focus on your career? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That seems like that's what he's saying to me. Perhaps. And you remember what I've said to you. And another thing, women are all more materialistic than men. (laughs) We make something immense out of love, but they are always terra terre. There's a lot of French in there. There is a lot. Kind of annoying. (laughs) But this would have been a time when that was a big thing to include your French because educated people knew French. Who would have thunk? 
put in an hour on Anna Karen and I, even though you I, I know I was like not even prepared to talk about it today. So there All right, you go. the rest of Anna Karenina next, next week. Next week we're gonna keep on reading it. <laughs>